0: And get these my dad. He's okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with the tax money. was it when I said that? A-D-D-D-D.
1: I Kind of was a leafy.
0: I tried to just urge you not to throw up in your mouth. Okay,
1: show
2: some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Jesus, oh man.
1: <laughs> Chaos, ugliness, no, and hilarity. Ah! There. Armstrong and Getty. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners,
0: and here's their response. I need to lie down.
1: I give you America
3: itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
2: From Studio C. Hey
1: they are.
2: What is it on Little Friday? It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. I liked the way I said bowels. That was and, very bowly. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The guy who sweeps
3: up after the elephants. Beg your pardon? The guy who sweeps up after the elephants. <laughs> when you see him waiting in the wings, you know the circus is over. And I see him. The Cavanoscopy. <laughs> just about completed. I have been, uh, spent the last 12 hours listening to the caterwauling of the left.
2: Caterwauling. And they have nothing left. They have no bullets. So there's a guy out there as I'm coming in. Dressed in all black. Hood over his head. You can't see his face. Standing in the darkest part of the street, not over by the street light, but in the, in the dark, wearing all black, wow. can't see him with a sign that says "Need a ride." <laughs> Nobody's gonna pull over and give you a ride, dude. You need a clue. I, that's where I dropped him off. I picked him
0: up out uh, <laughs> by my place. So yeah, he's just slowly working his way down.
2: I mean, in the modern world yeah. in urban areas, if you're wearing a suit and tie in the light and uh, you know and have a resume, it's unlikely you're gonna probably gonna get a ride at five something in the morning, but. Yeah, hey, honey, let's stop and let him in. <laughs> wow, he's optimistic. Uh, let's introduce everybody in our squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning,
1: Michael? Good. You know, I saw a guy riding a bicycle in the dark, and he appeared to be carrying a TV under his arm. Hmm. I almost pulled over to see if he needed HDMI cables, but, <laughs> but don't hey, don't nice, oh, so. nice televisionist.
2: <coughs> Target must have been up open late.
1: Yeah, I assume he's taking it over to Grandma's house uh, this morning. You know?
2: There is a positive Sean whose smile
0: lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, but not as well as the political genre of books. It is up twenty five percent this year, uh, according to market research company. Uh, many of the books you had: Genie Perino or Piero's liars, leakers, and liberals. Michael Michael Wolf's Fire and Fury, Amorosa's book, uh, James Comey, A Higher Loyalty. Uh, Bob Woodward's Fear has already sold more than a million copies. Can you do me a favor and use finger quotes when you refer to Omarosa's <laughs> book? Sure.
2: <laughs> How much of the Being Up 25% is Woodward's explosive hit?
0: My guess is most of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think those other ones had nearly, I mean, they probably had a decent first run or something, but. Boy,
2: Omarosa's didn't. Nobody bought that book.
0: Yeah, um, yeah um, that reminds me a little of uh, the Bill
3: Gates <laughs> walks into a bar yeah. explanation of what's wrong right. with averages. Yeah.
2: How many people read those books, I wonder? Or is it a, I want to have it on my coffee table to show my hatred of Trump or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news each and every day. How are you, Marshall?
1: Well, i got to tell you, I really like this study. It turns out, it turns out. (laughs) Listen to that, folks. He's opening with a study this morning. (laughs) It turns out we are hardwired to be lazy. That's interesting. Conserve our energy. That's what I'm doing. I'm not lazy. You got it. Conserving my energy. You got it say it goes back to ancient times when you had to conserve your energy in order to hunt, run, or fight. That's what I'm doing. I'm preparing for a fight. There you go. <laughs> laying around, hey, making wait. sure I'm ready
2: to go.
3: Me,
1: a yep. hunt. Look out, wild dogs. <laughs> here I come. That's why when you're laying around on the couch and somebody says, hey, come on, let's get busy. You just say, no, nah, no, nah, I'm hardwired what, to be that, lazy. That I'm That, a, right, that right. actually
2: yeah. is pretty interesting. You're trying to overcome anthropology by getting off the couch. Your body is screaming, no, no, weight, conserve here. Don't right. just... Go running around for no reason. I would suggest
3: that anybody who's a dog or cat owner uh, sees the truth in this. I mean, a a carnivore wants to eat and then sleep. Occasionally chase a tennis ball, which I think is a stand-in for chasing down meat and killing it. Sure. Interesting.
1: So I'm not eating. I want to sleep. So that's why Baxter goes crazy over lizards. He wants oh. to eat. <laughs> well, exactly. That. Yeah. He wants to
2: lie down. So yeah. we all need to overcome that when we're trying to get ourselves nah, out to exercise. I don't exercise. know if we do. <laughs> well, oh, oh, I see. You're I a man the... of leisure. <laughs> that's right. Yes. I'm a man who craves leisure. <laughs> right. yes. who craves leisure. <laughs> I was on the trampoline a lot yesterday. Oh. That's good exercise, Ooh. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't worry when was the
3: last time you jumped rope? I remember at one point when my kids were little and I was getting fat, I said to myself, I need to jump rope. That's what the boxers do. Yeah, we do that Uh, occasionally. That's an exhausting son of a gun.
2: Man, we don't have a good jump rope. All our jump ropes are crappy or they're too short for me. I end up Mm. tripping myself and falling down. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, September 20th. Wow, the first day of summer is tomorrow or fall is tomorrow. Um, We're Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. I prefer the term autumn, right? And I pronounce the N autumn. Hmm? (laughs) Let's
3: begin the show now officially, according to FCC rules and regs, which we cherish.
2: Here we go at Mark, former writer for Sesame Street, implied that he believes Bert and Ernie are gay. Which is this? I mean, finding out Bert and Ernie are gay is like would be like finding out Cookie Monster has diabetes. It's not exactly a surprise. He's no longer cookie
3: monster, right? He's just monster? Or, or just cookie. Vegetable monster? I don't you know? remember. I Thanks don't remember. to Michelle Obama. Thanks.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, coming up, the GOP is giving an ultimatum to Kavanaugh's accusers. More proof. It's, pretty, it's a pretty broad ultimatum with a lot of options. More proof Amazon's going to be taking over the world of retail and getting lobsters loaded. Coming up. Um... We never got to that, is
2: Amazon a Monopoly story, which is kind of interesting. Plus the bribery scandal.
3: How does mailbag look? <laughs> uh, very nice. Very good. It's uh, Let me remind myself what the hell's in it. Oh, <laughs> a, a comment on Burt and Ernie in a... Controversial theory about George
2: Washington. Awesome. <laughs> I discovered a show that I had not yet seen on Netflix, of course, because that's where all the good stuff is. I've never, I haven't never, I have LOL'd that much at a show, and I don't know how long. I'll be darned. I can't wait to watch more episodes. Wow. But anyway, we've got lots on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
3: conscience of the nation.
2: Selling so well, I've got some highlights from Bob Woodward's book that I haven't been able to get to because we've been so busy with the cabinoscopy, which Joe's believes is in its uh, its dying uh, uh, moments. Um, what we don't know, which is interesting to me, and I wonder when we'll find out, we don't know to, to what extent this woman never wanted to come forward this isn't happening now because she doesn't want to uh, face the scrutiny she originally didn't want to face, or what, to what extent she was being dragged along by Democrats or not. Right. We don't know these things. In a
3: kind of uncomfortable parallel to the accus- accusations, it's not clear to me at all that you know she was staunchly unwilling, and then she seemed to be somewhat grudgingly willing and is now completely unwilling
2: again. I can understand that arc oh, easily. Absolutely, yeah. I can easily I understand that arc. Okay, now I'm in a hotel. Who knows when I can ever go home again. Uh, I don't know when I can go back to work again.
3: Let's see what would it take for every human being in the country to be able to recognize
2: me on the street. Hmm. It's a long shot before the Senate. It's a long shot that I change the outcome. Uh, yeah. Yet it's uh, a yeah. short shot that my life changes forever by going to do it. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Mailbag <laughs> which which sucks, by the way. That's although, although Marshall will get that in his news. They did give her. They have given her the option of so many people coming out to California and talking to her behind closed doors. She doesn't have to sit there in front of the lights and
3: right. We have yeah, many options. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we will get on there. Uh, there was another crazy twist in the story yesterday. Absolutely insane. Have you heard about the classmate uh, Twitter post? Yeah. Oh boy. Not only one contemporaneous uh, contemporaneous account, but many. Oh, except never mind. Sorry. Withdrawn. Oh, well. Quick note. uh, Mailbag could be a little clunky because I printed it out, but it didn't print because apparently getting toner in the copier out there is uh, (laughs) akin to a brain transplant or mending a broken heart. It just can't be done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mo- moving <laughs> along,
2: oh boy, it's funny. Da-da-da-da.
3: Moving along, here's your uh, your uh, not being duped, loving quote of the day, passed along by Ben, uh, the Libertarian. It comes from Marilyn Vos Savant, who at one point was uh, declared the uh, the highest IQ human being on earth. Wow! She cashed in on her high IQ by writing a newspaper column. So how smart is she? Anyway, uh, she said. Be able to notice all the confusion between fact and opinion that appears in the news. It's a good skill to have. Oh, that's... In ye- the modern day.
2: Yeah, I think, I think... Well, in any day, really. I think everybody's developing in that. It ain't easy, though. No. And you're not always right. Here's your uh, crime a day, passed
3: along by Al Anonymous. Why he wants to be anonymous, I can't even imagine. Uh, people are paranoid these days. I mean, he's got such a common first name. Be impossible to connect him to the email, and if you did, it would be harmless. And yet, he requests anonymity, so mm. I will grant it. Sure. Like a king of old. I grant you your wish. Or the godfather on his daughter's wedding day. Meanwhile, back at the email. I'd like to remain anonymous. Please call me Ishmael. Oh, okay. Mm. Ishmael. The little one pound propane cylinders are refillable, but if you travel with them after refilling them, it's a federal offense. It says so on the bottle. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. I didn't know those little ones are refillable. I didn't either. Where? How? They don't huh? cost that much. No, they don't. Sounds like a pain. Oh, Jack, yeah, I'm sorry, Michael. I, I apologize. I'd forgotten to request that you get handy the, the beautiful music that accompanies the gentle, the timeless, the Japanese art of the haiku. Mm. I got it. You got it? Yeah, right. I
2: just don't enjoy
3: haiku. Then play the damn thing. There we go. Oh, yeah, that music can only mean one thing. Jack is about to be annoyed. This is a haiku from Tim. Dem delay tactics. Oh, did I mention it'll follow the form of the five syllables, the
2: seven and the five? You didn't, but I'm sure glad you did. It's the structure that gives it beauty. That's right. Mm, is it? It's the very limitation, Sean, that makes the beauty limitless. Mm. <clears throat> We're going to have you paint a portrait, but you're only used, allowed to use the color brown. Exactly. Dem delay tactics.
3: Blakey e. Ford is just a pawn. Kavanaugh confirmed hmm. the uh, haiku as a an editorial.
0: <laughs> Very short one. I wish more people did that. A less popular subgenre of the haiku. Exactly. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and they aren't popular to start with.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like uh, heavy metal banjo playing. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a. Taking a narrow slice of a narrow (laughs) slice there, huh? Here's Mr. Casey near Portland. Now that Sesame Street has settled the question of Bert and Ernie's sexual orientation, I wish Charles Schultz were here to tell us what the deal was with Marcy and Peppermint
2: Patty. Mm. That's pretty clear. Sir? Sir? My kids just can't understand why Marcy calls her, sir.
3: Hmm. Who can? Well, I said people
2: have been asking that for 50 years.
3: Do we have Betty White? (laughs) <laughs> our favorite Betty White clip. Um, yeah. Also, with regard to our historical heroes being only human, the portrait of George Washington crossing the Delaware clearly depicts our first president struggling with the burden of Damascus. I, I,
1: She's a lesbian! That,
3: that, <laughs> that related to the previous joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Time yeah.
1: means everything.
3: <laughs> Timing. <laughs> uh, dear uh, Rocket Gin Man. Gin Man, what kind of name is that? Um, oh, I'm sorry. This is just this is advice for me. I, I'm sorry. Was, how to fix my uh, windshield squirter oh, on good. my old Ford pickup. Thanks, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Dave, hipping me to the,
2: how easy it is. I need a new windshield wiper blade as I got one that's all uh, just flapping around in the wind. It's kind of low rent looking.
3: <laughs> here's, a, here's a hint from me. They don't get better. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's a nice uh, note from Nathaniel. When you guys had on Mark Leibovich the other day, I was reminded of this old Freakonomics episode. The basic premise was on the Peltzman effect, where laws or rules we create in order to make us safer can sometimes have the opposite effect because people feel safer and therefore take greater risks. Yeah, yeah, that's it's an interesting but but true. Yeah, absolutely. The helmet in football may actually make the sport more dangerous because oh, sure. players make more erratic actions using their head no slash helmet that. as a weapon, which we, they wouldn't do if they weren't wearing a helmet. No doubt. Interesting idea. Be. Anyway, Owen, too. Anyway, second and eight. Um, uh, So, yeah, thanks for that, Nathaniel. Uh, People often point to rugby as an example. It's played uh, very differently because they don't use their heads as battering rams because they'd be dead if they did.
2: But in general, I think the point is that in the nanny state, we, uh, we, we lose our ability to... To have any judgment about what's dangerous or not. Hmm. Because we, just, we we come to assume, well, there, there, I wouldn't be allowed to do this. Exactly.
3: That's the problem dangerous. with the nanny state. Mm-hmm. And the overly legalistic state. People begin to assume if it's legal, it is good. And if it's illegal, it is bad. And I have no need to exercise and, and, moral judgment or, or just and, judgment. And
2: wise people have made that decision already for me. Right. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Uh, Dr. J in beautiful Austin.
2: Reflections on shifts
3: in perspective is his topic. He's an educated man. Sometimes the, the topic, the subject line in their emails is, you suck or I hate you. This is <laughs> reflections on shifts in perspective. Mm. On my flight last night, a priest walked onto the plane, middle-aged white male, wearing the priestly collar, somewhat garish gold cross. I've seen many priests, rabbis, nuns, etc., on flights before. I've never thought anything of it. This time, I recognized that I saw it differently. The first thought that came to mind was, I wonder if he molests children. I went to a Jesuit university, goes Ags, and though I'm not Catholic, I've been to many Catholic churches. I respect the faith, despite some dogmatic differences. It was troubling for me to recognize the shift in my perspective. Similarly, this has occurred for other cherished institutions like Wells Fargo, Penn State, and Michigan State. I can no longer hear those names and not have my mind immediately associate them with their terrible failures and wrongdoings. Um,
2: well, that's the fault of the Catholic Church for allowing it to go on for so long, and every time they're caught making wishy-washy statements that make it clear that they still don't take it seriously.
3: Uh, I want nothing to do with them, uh, etc. I don't have a larger point to this email, except to acknowledge that I no longer respect the Catholic Church, and if they've lost me, they are not in a good place.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. There have been a number of columns like that in newspapers across the country. People have been lifelong Catholics who say they, they, they don't know if they can do it anymore. Yeah. That's Uh, tough. That's tough, because that guy could be completely innocent of anything. But there's also a chance that even if he's not involved, he knows people who are and hasn't said anything. Because that happens. Right. So this next email, Jack, includes rather a
3: harsh description of what your uh, uh, drinking years may have been like. Mm. Will you approve that? Are you comfortable with that? Or shall I I cleanse it? I don't know. He's, what it is. He's comfortable. I mean, it's not it's, the, it, it's not accusing you of like offenses similar to uh, Penn State and the Catholic Church or anything,
2: well, like, anything like that. What's the point of this, though?
3: Uh, Judge Kavanaugh and others denying they were at a party. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Jack's inability to believe that someone could definitively say they weren't at a given party reflects all too well on his misspent years of alcoholism. <laughs> With this prior lifestyle, and I'm very glad that he's now in recovery, I can see how he comes to that conclusion, but he needs to remember that not everyone drinks to blackout drunkenness and goes home with little recollection of how they spent the night. Nor does everyone go out to parties and drink to excess, as he often did. Uh, I could as easily and stridently claim I wasn't at such a party if ever accused because I don't attend such drunken bacchanals. Wow. Well, I've been to some Bacchanals in my day as well, sir.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I, well that all makes sense, but I just I mean, you could you could you could throw in non-drinking events from 40 years ago, and I couldn't say I was never at a kid's birthday party there. I could how about not, a, a bowling game? I could not say that. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know how you would know. Right.
3: I absolutely did not attend Cubs-Cardinals in 1979. How would you deny that? I mean, unless you never go to baseball games. Right. As a guy who's gone to a lot of baseball games, I couldn't deny that. Um. Yeah. I don't, well. All right. Different uh, opinions. I which was, is why the circus is is over. Right. There. There are no facts. There is nothing compelling. Merely a, a, a whining and shouting that uh, we need a
2: quote unquote complete investigation. They did the what do they call it a peppering uh, practice or something the other day. I want. I want to be involved in those. Oh yeah. Where they but, had Kavanaugh come into the White House and they room or something and, and they and they pe- had people you know ask him. The hardest of hard questions, so he'll be prepared for anything should I'm it happen Monday. Unfair accusatory. I want to be involved in those. I oh, want to be the person be who asks unfair hard questions. <laughs> I'd be something that I've been practicing my whole life. You wanna that. be that person? You do?
3: <laughs> what with your low IQ? <laughs> huh? Uh,
2: but I don't think any of that's gonna happen, any of that testimony now. Marshall's news coming up to explain all that, so stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, here's my new favorite TV show. You've probably seen every episode already, Sean. Netflix. Um, The new Norm MacDonald show. Oh, yeah, that just debuted like a week or so ago. First episode. It, so it's a talk like, show, right? Yeah. It is the most laid back, <laughs> unshow busy talk show you've ever seen in your
0: life. Sounds appealing. If you like Norm Macdonald, you will love this show. Okay, fair enough. The episode
2: with him and David Spade was freaking hilarious. Wow. And part of it is how incredibly laid back it is. He looks like he's dressed like he's going to the gas station on a Sunday morning. (laughs) He's got a ball cap on and like a jacket and jeans and just kind of... They're all drinking Red Bull and sitting around talking, but oh my God, it was hilarious. Wow. I can't wait to watch more episodes. Excellent. Excellent. Um, let's get the... There's so much good entertainment out there now. I thought, here Netflix has this talk show that's better than anything I've seen on the big networks with their multi-gazillion dollar budgets in I don't know how long. I haven't seen an interview with a celebrity that matched that in I don't know how long in any of the big shows, but it's competitive out there. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
1: Well, the clock is ticking for the woman who accused Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault to decide whether or not she wants to testify against the Supreme Court nominee. Got Senator Chuck Grassley giving Christine Blasey Ford until tomorrow to advise the the Judiciary Committee if she's actually going to be at Monday's hearing. Grassley sent a letter to Democrats on the committee dismissing their calls for the FBI to investigate the assault allegation against Kavanaugh and rejecting their request to delay next Monday's hearing. And in his letter, he says he's offered her many options, including having AIDS interview her in California where she lives.
2: Which is a very important point, because the her turning down going to D.C. and sitting there with a hundred cameras in her face, God, who would want to or could even do that and keep their act together? You could understand why somebody wouldn't show up for that. Well, even if you could uh, keep your act together with the skill of a, a professional performer, you just wouldn't want the attention. Right. Um, but Turning down people privately coming out and asking right. you questions. I don't know what's going on there. I hope this story's told someday, but I, I agree with Joe that I think it's you know, it's at the end now unless she decides to talk to somebody.
3: Or is it Jack? Christine Blasey Ford was a year or so behind me. I remember her. This incident did happen. Many of us heard about it in school. And Christine's recollection should be more than enough for us truly deep to truly deeply know that the accusation is true. From a classmate. It did happen, and many of us heard about it. We'll uh, get to uh, the next chapter in this person's story in a moment or two.
1: Democrat Maisie Hirono says a letter from the chairman to the Democrats. We're talking about Grassley's letter. Well, she has this opinion of uh, the letter. A letter from the chairman to the Democrats saying, we have done everything we can to contact her. That is such bullshit I can hardly stand it.
3: There you go. Well, if, you, if you want a, a new politician to follow, A new uh, uh, half-wit, no-facts, emotion-only, spouting, nonsense politician. Maisie
2: Hirono is your top choice. I mean, she is the Maxine Waters of the Senate. Well, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it, here's somebody who I'd never heard of, who's now a household name among cable news junkies, which is your goal when you're in politics. Indeed. Um, uh, I am... I, I hope we get to find out someday, because I don't have any idea to what extent this alleged victim is involved in this, right. or to what extent she just got has gotten pulled into the blood sport now, and the, the decisions aren't up to her anymore. I, I don't know. Right. Uh, there's, there's no
3: reason to hold back on this, I don't think. So this gal, yeah. uh, by the name of Christina King Miranda, posted on the Twitter machine uh, quite a long letter saying that uh, she, uh, Christine Blasey Ford was a year behind me. I remember her. This incident did happen. Many of us heard about it in school. Christine's recollection should be more than enough for us to truly, deeply know that the accusation is true. Well, the world went crazy. The Senate went crazy. The media went crazy. And people said, wow, really? And she took down the post and said this to NPR.
0: That it happened or not, I have no idea. I can't say that it did or didn't. In my post, I was, you know, empowered and I. Was sure it probably did. I had no idea that I would have to now, you know, go to the specifics and defend it before <laughs> 50 cable channels and have my face spread all over MSNBC News and, and Twitter.
3: Well, uh, 50 cable channels or one or you and me sitting in a quiet room. You can't defend it at all. Don't throw me the red herring of, oh, there's so many cameras. Uh, and you were empowered when you wrote it. Welcome to the fantasy world of progressivism, where facts
2: are bullies and it's emotion that matters. Wow, that is an
0: interesting yeah. thing for her to say.
2: Yeah, I've read the whole letter.
3: And I it's... didn't
0: know I was going to have to back up what I said. Yeah, I think yeah. even Chuck Grassley reached out to her. Hey, <laughs> do you want to come to this thing and testify? You know, if, 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 if you have this recollection, right. you can come and be a part of the proceedings. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so
2: the biggest who done it in America, you jump up and say, I was there, I know something. And then somebody starts asking you questions, you say, wait a second, I didn't know I was going to have to back up this statement. And
1: I don't know anything.
2: Wow, you are either a moron or, or crazy or something. I,
3: uh, can, I will quote more from the letter. The drinking ensconced in the Puritanism and hi- hypocrisy of that elite, privileged, mostly white, Catholic Washington society was completely out of control. Uh, I recall having a few parties in my house, having to call the cops once on my own party. I've
2: never heard of a party where the cops had to be called. Right.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Let's see. And then she says, um, in my case, even before Christine came forward, I was and still am completely against uh, Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. I do not want him representing me or making decisions on my behalf at the Supreme Court as he goes against everything sacred to me as a woman, mother, daughter, Latina, American, and professional. Well, that's
2: fine. But you can't right. make up stuff about the biggest who done it in America. And then immediately retract it and say, well, I felt empowered when I wrote that. <laughs> All right. What does that mean? <laughs> what a weird thing to
3: say. It, it means it's time for the guy with the little shovel and the broom to come and sweep up after the elephants. Because this circus go. is officially over. What does Ted Cruz say? The time for the... Clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears is past.
2: (laughs) I might have to pass that along to my son next time uh, he gets caught with a whole bunch of Kit Kat wrappers in his his closet and denies it. I I was empowered to say (laughs) that I hadn't eaten (laughs) Kit Kats at the time. I was
1: feeling empowered
2: when I denied it.
1: (laughs) One final note: Amazon, it turns out, is considering opening its cash-free convenience stores in three thousand locations across the U.S within the next two years Uh, you're using your this is incredibly
3: important or dramatic voice marshall i okay okay super i'll use my credit
1: card (laughs) anyway Bloomberg News is reporting you, and the, you cash out? The stores have no cashiers. Shoppers come in, they use a phone app to swipe a scanner at the entrance yep. and again. Okay, the no new cashier location. thing. Interesting. I yeah. was
2: the other day where I was somewhere and something cost 96 cents and I didn't have a dollar in cash and I just thought this is crazy. Yeah. That that I have to somehow produce cash for this. Yeah. This is insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's got to go away. <laughs>
3: Money is essentially imaginary anyway. Right. That paper isn't worth anything.
1: So yeah, why I'll just I'll give you some of my imaginary money from over there instead of over here. <laughs> there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Getty Show. The Conscience of the Nation. And of course, squawky shoplifters will be
3: shot dead by robots with death <laughs> rays.
2: <laughs>
3: that's the way you handle that, right? Of course, I was <laughs> I was feeling empowered when I said that. Uh, there are no robots or death rays. <laughs> wait, how quickly did... I didn't th- think I'd have to back up my robots and death rays on 50 cable channels.
2: Huh. Wow, what a wi- weird turn in that, though. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. I didn't know a whole bunch of TV channels would show up. You didn't? She was speaking her truth, Jack. You really didn't? Truth is about feelings, not about fact bullies. <laughs> That's really good stuff. What a crackpot! <laughs> a crack. Class A moron. A crackpot. Um. Uh, we never did get to the important pieces of advice. If you're moving in together, living in sin. You're doing that, aren't you, Michael?
0: Uh yeah, I might
3: be. <laughs> oh! I wish there were thicker glass between us. <laughs> I don't
2: want the debauchery to rub off on (laughs) me. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show.
2: This is such a dark story. I hate to even bring it up, but it's sure interesting. One of Elizabeth Smart's captors got let loose. The wife with the idea that, you know, she was just being brought along by the crazy husband. This was the Utah girl who was abducted at age 12, was it? Snatched out of her home and then used as a sex slave forever. Yeah, quite Um, a long time. A very long
3: time. By a bizarre, crazy it's, it's, it's a moral couple of weirdos.
2: Well, mom, the the wife is out now. And uh I just I just can't even imagine how that's possible, but I didn't follow the trial that closely. Elizabeth Smart can't imagine how it's possible either. No, God bless her. She's out in and in, uh, in in a beautiful and
3: articulate fashion explaining precisely why this woman shouldn't be free and she shouldn't. No. No. I mean, and again, this is so dark, but the, the woman not only was not only a participant, but egged her husband on during his horrific crimes against a child.
2: Yeah. And she's out now. And Elizabeth Smart thinking, what What kind of system do we have where this person is out? Which I'm wondering myself. This is a monster. You know, did they make
3: some sort of extremely persuasive argument? And it better be extremely persuasive that she was battered and, and enslaved herself and was the Stockholm syndrome,
2: and that yeah, it's the only that's, possible that's, rationale? That's the theory. Yeah, all right. That she was, she's kind of weak-minded, and and went along with a monster. Yeah, that's. I did that. that I, I thought the whole. I I you know I committed these crimes because my boss told me to. I thought we decided that's not that doesn't work.
3: You know, if she was like battered and and, and intimidated into it, that's different. Uh, you know, and you feel for a simpleton like that being manipulated by a real monster. At the same time, the fact that this 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 face that Elizabeth Smart again, I I hate to even talk about. this I know, because I, know. I feel like she's being victimized yep. again. Yep. But the idea that she would have to be living, uh, have to live her life knowing that that face is walking the streets—that's got
2: to have an effect on her would have to. Yeah, man, that's a rough one. A better story. Did you see the great-grandma that killed the giant alligator that had eaten her whore, her horse? N- n- no. And, so, and if I had, I'm certain I'd remember it. So, great-grandma, oh, you have audio. Well, that's fantastic. Let's do that.
0: It just kept dinging all day long, and that's why I carried uh, my, an extra charger with me. This is what I killed on Monday and several wrote back. No, you did not do that. And I said, yes, I did do that. One shot in the head, and he just went under. Typically, they'll do what they call a death roll, and just roll over and over and over. Well, this one didn't. Three years ago, we came up uh, missing a a miniature horse, and they're about so big, about like a big lab. I said, don't mess with Nana. My grandchildren call me Nana.
3: (laughs) Um, uh, Do we not have a a name for this feature? Armstrong and
2: Getty present Colorful Hicks. (laughs) You can't just start the show without the titles. 12-foot, 600-pound alligator that had had eaten her horse. And this so, thing was huge. Yeah, yeah, so I'm looking at the picture. But then so great-grandma uh, takes it out. And,
0: she had been, so every, I guess there's alligator hunting season in these areas where people choose to live with alligators. <laughs> and so every alligator hunting season since then, she's been looking for the gator that got my horse. And she finally got it.
2: Yeah, and now she's going to make it wow. into a pair of boots. You could make several pairs of boots. I'd say. 600-pound.
0: And a nice pair of pants. 12-foot alligator. alligator.
3: pants. Yes. How cool would that be? Very. Hey, leather pants guy, you're nothing. I got alligator pants. <laughs> I'm a little swampy, but they look cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I ought to take uh, Baxter down to alligator country. And I'd keep him on a leash, but he'd see one of those, and he'd quit chasing lizards. <laughs>
0: I didn't know they made them that big.
2: <laughs>
3: Holy!
0: Gigantic S. death lizards.
2: Um, Alligators
0: are scary.
2: So I hate to get focused at you know on the on the the story of the last three days. But so is it just kind of over? That's what you think? Oh well, I I think there's the never thing?
3: been a more appropriate use of the phrase "all over but the shouting."
2: Oh yeah. Um,
3: because good one. I'm hearing indignant cries. uh, There must be a full investigation, and the FBI needs to, and how can can we rush this? A Supreme Court's a lifetime uh, appointment, and this man is uh, perhaps a rapist. How can we rush this? This process that's been going on for months and months and months with hundreds of interviews, many background checks, hours of testimony, hundreds and hundreds of follow-up questions. And then this gal at the 11th hour and 45 minutes with a vague allegation and no witnesses and and just, no, it's not rushing. But there's a great deal of shouting to be had to, as always, fire up the base and get them to the polls.
2: So I heard an interesting conversation about what is your responsibility as a victim when you come forward? Uh, it's a tough situation because you didn't, you know, if you are actually a victim of something like this, you didn't do anything wrong. No, indeed. Um, I think that's up to the victim. probably. But once well, you come yeah. forward against a public figure or even a private figure, because, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be looked at differently in their neighborhood, in their community. Sure. Um, once you come forward, you know, what's your responsibility to, to you know, be able to prove what you said? Because otherwise you've affected this person's life perhaps forever, mm-hmm. they'll never be looked at the same way as the Little League coach or whatever if you come forward and claim these right. things.
3: Well, if you if it's true or you believe it to be true, I wouldn't worry about that. Like, Cosby is the obvious example. Um, I'm but so, happy if people think he's a rapist because he's a rapist. But
2: so you can come forward, uh, uh, claim these things. In this scenario, I'm saying they're true, but we don't know that until you back it up. So you come forward and you say this about somebody. All of a sudden, everybody looks at him differently, and then you just recede back into the... Uh, you know, into your private life thing. I don't. I don't want to go any further. But he is a rapist. Raped me as a child. Going back. No
3: to- follow up questions. Uh, no. No questioning of me. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah I, I. I see what you're saying. It's a
2: tough situation because I can really understand is. if you're actually a victim. You, you. You don't have any responsibility to do anything other than try to figure out how to you know live with the the whatever happened to you. Right. But and, unless you
3: have a strong belief that there will be future victims or you have reason to believe yeah, that, that that's then I think thing. you have a moral sure. duty
2: to, to say something. But you have affected that person's life now. Are you going to back this up or not? Are everybody going to look at me a little weird? Oh, yeah, the guy that uh, you know might have be been a child molester. You know, I love this discussion. I'm not a child molester. She, 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 I don't know who she is. She's a crime. Bye, everybody.
3: Bye. I'm not backing it up. Bye. Uh, right, exactly. Uh- the uh, the difficulty I'm having with this discussion is It's still completely unclear to me To what extent this woman quote unquote came forward Yeah we don't know that Or to what extent she was dragged or bullied or And with or Anita
2: Hill it took several years before they nailed that down So it could take a while Right And Well and
3: I still don't know what in hell she was thinking Writing a letter to a congresswoman saying Yeah when we were teenagers he did
2: this Anyway I don't want to come forward Signed me I just I don't get that or, Yeah I would like to hear that answered, but I'm not sure she's going to answer any questions. And she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. And Judge Kavanaugh will be on the court. You're listening to the
3: Armstrong and Getty Show.